Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Good morning. Wow, I bet you're up and ready with that. That was James Brown, of course, and people get up and drive your funky thing. This is Jazz FM's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. Alongside someone from the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper this morning, I'm pleased to say, is Mr. Luke Lang. He's the co-founder of Crowdcube, which for those of you in the know is a crowdfunding platform. If you don't know about crowdfunding now, you will do by 10 a.m. Lots coming up from Luke very shortly. In addition to hearing from Luke, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, to follow the brilliant James Brown, some amazing music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Jason Moran, the staple singers, Miles Davis, and this from the New York-based French-born Cyril Aimé. When the world is on your shoulder Gotta straighten up your act and boogie down If you can't hang with the feeling Then there ain't no room for you this part of town Cause we're the party people night and day Serial M.A. and Off the Wall from the most famous musician probably on the planet at some point, Michael Jackson. This is Jazz Shapers and you're with me, Elliot Moss, and my business shaper today is Luke Lang. He's the co-founder of Crowdcube, which is a crowdfunding platform. And I'm now going to ask Luke himself, thank you very much for joining me, to explain what crowdfunding is. Some people may know, other people may not. Give me a, a 30 seconds on the wonderful world of crowdfunding. I, uh, please, I'm delighted to be here. Um, I guess crowdfunding is the way uh, in which people, ordinary people, everyday people can back and support great British businesses so they can pull their money together to invest in startup, early stage or growth businesses in a variety of different sectors. And they actually become real shareholders and real stakeholders in that business. So that's, that's essentially what crowdfunding has, has done. And it's, it's, I guess it's turned angel investing and equity investing on its head and made it a lot more accessible and affordable for the, for the masses. So basically, it's alternative forms of investing in companies. Yeah. And Crowdcube, if I'm not mistaken, set up around February 2011. That's that correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. It, it was one of the first, or now is one of the most famous names in that part of the that industry. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, we've got a, a global reputation as a, as a trailblazer, so not just here in the UK or, or Europe, but, but globally. Um, and we're one of the market leaders. Certainly in the UK, we funded more businesses than any other platform and um, raised more money than any other, other platform. And just some stats for, for, for those of you at home. 178 businesses um, have been helped in the course of your lifetime, give or take, probably closer to 200 now. Yeah. And that's essentially, that's helped them raise 50 million, over 50 million pounds. And indeed in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, around 90 companies were helped and around 30 million pounds was raised. Uh, um, well, in, in the end, it ended up being 105 businesses that were funded for, for, um, for over 35 million. And in the last six months of the year, um, 25 million of that was, was raised. So you can get some indication of the growth and the acceleration of the of the industry. Now, you haven't always lived in the world of finance. Quite quite the opposite, if I understand, Luke. You've been uh, a teacher. 
English teacher in China, yep. my sources tell me. You've joined a business many years ago in the world of technology as head of marketing. In fact, that's your craft skill, isn't it? You're a marketer by, by trade, as it were. Yeah. When did it become clear that you were going to um, do your own thing and why crowdfunding? Well, I guess I've always had a real interest. I mean, the, the, the company, the, the IT company, the, the Eclipse Internet, was actually my brother's company, so I worked with him. So that there's entrepreneurialism within the, the family, and I worked closely alongside Mark in those early days of when dial-up was turning into broadband and that boom was going on, and that was tremendously exciting and thrilling environment to be involved in. So I was always um, interested with the idea of starting up and setting up a, a business and entrepreneurialism. Um, it, I guess it... It wasn't until Darren came and sat next to me at that at that company, Eclipse Internet, that um, that that idea really started to start to take shape. And, and he, this is your this is your co-founder, yeah, Dar- so Darren Westlake. Darren Westlake is a co-founder, and he he came in one day um, with this with this idea after, after having watched Dragons Den, and and he saw a, a, an idea that was being pitched to the to the dragons, and the dragons didn't like it, but he thought it was a great idea, but he didn't have the money to invest in it himself, but he thought, well, there must be lots of other people that would be willing to participate and contribute um, a smaller amount of money, and if we pulled that money together, then maybe we could help businesses like that raise money. So he kind of came to me with that idea and pitched it to me, um, which I thought was fantastic, a great idea. Um, And a few years later, we had taken that idea and developed it um, worked on it in our spare time, and eventually we ended up both giving up our jobs and going full time in 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 twenty twenty ten. Find out why they went full time and what happened next. Time for some music. This is Honeysuckle Rose from Jason Moran, and you may know that he is one of those people who loves to interpret the famous Fats Waller. Some brilliant music this morning here on Jazz FM. Um, that was Honeysuckle Rose and Jason Moran, as I said, an interpretation of Fats Waller. Luke Lang is my business shaper today, and he is the co-founder of Crowdcube. And Crowdcube, as you may have heard earlier, is a crowdfunding platform, lives online, helps you, me, and everyone else invest in companies directly and with a real stake in it and, and a really close interest in what that business is doing. Has kind of shaken up the world of financing, as you were saying earlier, Luke. Um, a challenge to the banks, a challenge to all sorts of people who historically have been in control of how companies get to money. And you were saying that this moment happened, uh, that the moment when the, the idea the business idea was conceived when your co-founder Darren and you were sitting next to each other um, and that he said this is a great idea two years later you give up your jobs when you gave up your job to create Crowdcube full-time was there a sense of what have I done or was it always this is going to work um we always believed that the idea was going to work you know we were we were we'd done our research we'd done our homework um, yeah, this was in the, this was in 2010. This is in the midst of one of the worst recessions in living you know, memory. Um, so there are a lot of people telling us this is the you know possibly the worst time to be setting up a business. Uh, not only doing that, but going out there and, and asking entrepreneurs to put their business online and ask strangers to invest and then ask strangers to put money into their hard-earned money into businesses that they possibly have never heard of. Um, 
but we were convinced that there was a real opportunity here. You know, the banks weren't lending. Um, grant funding had been slashed dramatically by the government. And angel networks, in my view, were, were completely and utterly broken. They weren't um, doing the job that they're there to do, which is to fund and finance early stage businesses. So we really felt that there was an opportunity for, for crowdfunding to grow and, and become become huge. How, how did you pay yourself or didn't you? Because again, this is a question I often ask when people go, and then I gave up my job. Yeah, so, well, we didn't pay each other um, for quite some time, actually. So I used to do some freelancing in the background. Um, Darren had some, some savings um, and sold his sold his nice car, um, so it was it was typical um, bootstrapping. You know, I often say that you know our boots were were so were so well strapped that we could barely barely walk. Um, in those early days, we got you know we went to the traditional places where you go when you're looking to set up a business. You turn to your your family members. So we got ten thousand pounds from my dad, ten thousand pounds from Darren's dad. We used that money to 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 get the business up and running and launched in our own savings as well. Um, once we'd spent that money and we'd got that live, we turned to our brothers and brothers-in-laws and got a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more going, money. Yeah. Um, we did try going to angel networks, but they were they were completely hopeless. Um, and it wasn't until later um, the year that we launched in in December two thousand and eleven that um, where after we had funded several businesses on the on the platform that we actually put Crowdcube on Crowdcube and raised our own money through our own platform. So we raised three hundred thousand pounds, which gave us enough money to be able to really kind of well, start to pay ourselves a small salary, but also start to invest and grow the the team and invest in in marketing and the brand. And in those early days, and and it sounds it properly as bootstrap stuff. Um, was there an amazing sense of elation as you saw that your idea? was coming to life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it took over five months to fund our first business. So that's a pretty tricky five months when you're trying to get investment and fund a business. Um, that business raised £75,000, which was a lot more than we thought the, the, the average would be. The, the third business that funded on the site a, few, a, a month later raised £180,000, and the fifth business raised a million pounds. So very quickly we went from, does this work, to this works blimey it's really working to crikey this this can really this can really go somewhere and how much did you raise for your own business um 320,000 pounds which is what you time. needed yeah that's what we needed at the time there you go since then we've gone on to do a couple more raises so we've most recently we raised um 5 million pounds in total um in the summer of of 2014 um 3.8 million of that was from a, a vc um, and we raised 1.2 million from the crowd, and it took just 16 minutes to raise that money, which was pretty intense. So if you've got FOMO, fear of missing out, you better get onto Crowdcube <laughs> right now. Latest travels come up in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hello, my name is Darvel Walsh. I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishkondorea. I specialise in banking disputes, predominantly working for borrowers or customers who have issues with their banks or difficulties with their banks. Two practical tips I would give to all customers who engage with their banks are one, firstly, when starting a relationship with a bank, uh, particularly when securing funding, it's absolutely critical for borrowers to get professional help, whether it's from accountants or lawyers, to ensure that the terms of any lending are not very, very disadvantageous from the borrower's perspective and advantageous from the perspective of the bank. A second tip I would give to all customers or borrowers dealing with banks is to 
take notes of all sorts of communications or any engagement with the bank. In some cases, people have good relationships with their relationship manager and it can be relatively informal. So a lot can be done on the phone. In any situation where the bank gives an undertaking or makes a promise and that is communicated by a relationship manager over the phone, that should be documented by the borrower slash customer so that if there is a situation in the future where there is a dispute about that, that record can be produced and it can remove all doubt as to what was or wasn't agreed. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning you can hear me interviewing a brilliant shaper from the world of business. If you've missed any, iTunes is your destination. You'll find lots and lots there. Luke Lang is my business shaper today. He's the co-founder of Crowdcube, which is a crowdfunding platform, which with the help of a VC or a venture capital injection of money, £3.8 million precisely, he himself or his own company through crowdfunding raised £1.2 million on top in 16 minutes, no less. So Crowdcube worked for Crowdcube and it can, it's working for a lot of other businesses, as I said earlier, around 105 companies or so in 2014 alone. It's an amazing story, Luke. It's your four years in and people know in this world of funding, the, the name Crowdcube. Um, we were talking earlier about the bootstraps, we are talking earlier about the sense of elation. Have you hit the point yet where it's sort of not quite business as usual, but now you're dealing with a slightly mature business? And if you are, how are you handling that? Because you're still a pretty young entrepreneur in, 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 in years, aren't you? Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, he looks great as well. He's not just got a great face for radio, I yeah. should say. Um, I, well, I, I guess as the company evolves, when it, it's evolved from just Darren and I, where... In the early days, it's a real roller coaster ride. You know, the highs seem really high and the lows seem, seem, seem low. As the years have gone on, those highs and lows kind of, um, kind of plateau out a bit and aren't, aren't quite so pronounced. Um, and with the investment that we've raised in, into our own company is able to, what we feel, is build a world-class team. You know, Crowdcube um, has grown from just 15 people at the start of this year to, to 45 now. Um, some of those people have moved from Argentina to join Crowdcube. We've had people that have joined um, Crowdcube and relocated from, from London to Exeter who previous jobs were at eBay, Amazon and rated people. So we're What's really pulling them in? What do you think it is that they're attracting? Because these are big companies that are saying, that these individuals are saying, that's not good, I'm going over there. Well, I think they, they understand the philosophy and the passion behind what Crowdcube is and what we're trying to do. You know, we're, we're really trying to democratise investment and shake things up and change things we believe for the better and enable ordinary everyday people to invest and back British businesses and we're starting to get some real traction as well you know that the names and the sizes of raises are growing but we're attracting you know, proven entrepreneurs serial entrepreneurs you know Sir Stelios raised money for his latest easy group business easy property through the site earlier this year ex Poundland founder Steve Smith has used us to raise finance. We've had um, Hugh Fernley Whittingstall with River Cottage has raised a million pounds. That took just a couple of days. Um, and most recently, Eden Project, which is a world-renowned um, tourist attraction and environmental um, site, yeah, they raised £1.5 million in just 20 hours. So you're starting to see real well-known brands that are raising finance through Crowdcube and, and really well-established entrepreneurs. And I think yeah, that there's a tremendous buzz around Crowdcube and crowdfunding and what we're doing. But we're also yeah, we're making a real difference, not just to those big 
those big companies, but also to to the the smaller entrepreneurs that are looking to raise that startup and early stage funding. Now it sounds like you're a man on a mission, and sometimes I, you know, when I'm do, having these conversations, I see people whose eyes are full of pound signs and dollar signs, and other people who've got real zeal. Yeah. When you set out to do this, I imagine it was a good business idea, but you weren't necessarily on the mission to democratize funding. But it sounds like you've kind of drunk your own Kool-Aid in a good way. Is that right? Do you feel a bit yeah. more, it's not just about the money, is it? I, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's right. I think Darren and I originally set out to, to kind of help other entrepreneurs raise funding. We felt that there was a real funding gap that existed in the UK and we wanted to help those businesses raise the money they needed to go on and flourish. And we wanted to give British people the opportunity, ordinary British people, the opportunity to invest in British businesses. And they can do that from as little as £10. You know, when we said that we wanted to democratise investment, we really, really meant it. And, you know, £10 minimum investment amount really, really does that. But you're right, we've kind of, we've become the spearhead and the the trailblazers behind a a, a revolution almost of alternative finance that goes into debt finance and peer-to-peer lending as well as as well as equity finance and and crowdfunding Um, and I don't think Darren and I necessarily when we started out thought that we would have gone to number 10 a number of times and be in in and out of Whitehall and um, gone to the, the Houses of Parliament and and the House of Lords and Buckingham Palace and things like that. That wasn't really... It wasn't in the plan. That wasn't in the plan, but no. it's, it's, they're, they're nice kind of milestones along in the journey. But I, I guess what really excites us is funding great businesses, mm. helping great businesses raise money and giving people the opportunity to invest in businesses. And I have to say, the last three or four years, we've really been creating this opportunity. Um, and I'm, I've never been more excited about Crowdcube than I am right now. You know, I think having created the opportunity, this you know, great opportunity has presented itself. The market has really evolved and developed and matured. We've got a fantastic team in place, and we're just going to go out of there and grab that opportunity. Stay with me for more from my fantastic business shaper, Luke Lang, the co-founder of Crowdcube. Time for some more music. This is the wonderful Miles Davis with Milestones. That was Milestones from Miles Davis. Luke Lang's my business shaper today, the co-founder of Crowdcube. You talked about the next phase. As you look back now, um, have there been people in the previous phases, important people to you, that have given you advice which has stuck, which has really seen you good over the last few years? Or has it all been a kind of a, a joint effort between you and Darren? Have there been outside people that have been important to you? Yeah, I mean, there always there always are. I mean, your your close friends and family are always important. It's, it, I I think I think it's really important for every entrepreneur to have a good support network, not just within the business but outside it. Um, Darren and I make a formidable team, but uh, I think are you scary? Are you two? Yeah, no, no. I think we just we we work, we work together. Yeah, we yeah. complement each other very very well, um, and it it helps when you're building a business that is disruptive and transforming an industry um, you you come under a lot of attack from the incumbents that are being disrupted so it can be um, 
it it can be good to have someone else around you to 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 share that that burden um but also to share the highs as well um and i think you know someone said to us you know, very early on that you know, you're onto something here this is a great this is a great idea um you just got to be tenacious with it you've got to you know, there'll be lots of people along the way that say you can't do this and you can't do that and you shouldn't do this um but you just stick to your guns and you you deliver against what you believe and you you hold true to your values and crowdcube can go on and and be an exceptional company and that tenacity and that sense of values are they called upon every day have you felt since the beginning or are you you mentioned the highs are slightly lower and the lows are slightly higher and there's a bit of a plateau do you still feel yourself having to dig deep and go this is my business i've got to protect it yeah absolutely as a, as a co-founder you you always feel that paternal sense of looking after your your company and your brand and your employees and and Darren and I are really passionate about creating a team um with a really strong culture that reflects our values um and our desires and our passions to to help businesses and to try and do things in in the right way so you you're constantly a guardian of the company and um and and how it's presented to to the world and and how it acts We'll have our final chat with Luke today. Plus, play a track from Staple Singers. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. I bet you were singing along to that. I was. It was I'll Take You There from the Staple Singers. I absolutely love that track. Luke Lang's my business shaper just for a few more minutes. Um, the co-founder of Crowdcube, as you as you should know by now if you've been listening, you talked about disruption and you talked about transformation or transformative business. There aren't many times in industry when that happens. Maybe Apple did it to the, the PC world. Maybe First Direct did it in the banking world. You've really done it. Crowdfunding, whether you were the first or not, I, I don't know, and you can tell me. It doesn't really matter if you were or you weren't. Your, your take on that business has been transformative and disruptive. How does that make you feel? Because you've actually, you know, you're going to look back in 50 years and you'll have been the guys that made it happen. Do you think about it or are you too involved in getting on with it? Um, we try not to think about it too much. Um, the days that Crowdcube rolled into weeks and rolls in, into months, you know, it's so busy and so hectic um, that we, you know, you, you're aware of the effect that you're having. You know, funding 105 businesses last year, and th- those businesses go on will, will go on to create thousands of new jobs for for the economy and um, hopefully have a real real impact on the the economy. So you you you're constantly aware of this, and you're aware of the fact that you know, many of these businesses would have really struggled to find finance with without Crowdcube and without um, Darren and I's determination and tenacity in the early days. So you, you're aware of that, but Darren and I are quite humble people in a way. We don't necessarily go out there looking to be these kind of business leaders. We're we're kind of um, we we never we don't normally seek out 
media opportunities. I made him do it, basically. That's what you're telling me. And and, and actually, on, on that point, I mean... The interesting about you talk about humility. I imagine when you reference values, that's one of the, them in your company. Yeah. What, what would be the other most important thing that you're telling your team of 45 that's growing to be like every day as they deliver the CrowdCube proposition? Well, I mean, our team is all about kind of shared experience and trying to help and support the team because it's it's grown rapidly in in a short period of time. And we've got some people that have been there a long time. And we've got some new people that are coming in and new people that will come in 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 2015 so it's it's all about teamwork and and working together because you know we we feel that we've got an an amazing group of people that are tremendously passionate you know crowdcube's quite easy to get passionate about because you're helping businesses raise finance whether they're startup early stage businesses or more established well-known brands which is exciting in itself because these businesses have all got their story and they've all got their vision for the future and you're helping them to to realize their their potential but also you're helping investors back and support these so it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic business to to be involved in and it's a really easy business to get passionate about and we're, we're very privileged to have such a a broad group of people that stretch from Exeter where our head office is we've got an office in London we've got an office in Edinburgh that are all incredibly passionate about what we do Um, and that extends to our community of investors you know we've got 125,000 registered investors all looking and hungry for the next investment opportunity whether it be lending to a a more established business like Eden Project or investing in in a great kind of fintech entrepreneur um, coming out of Shoreditch. So yeah, that community has grown and that community is tremendously passionate. One last question before I ask you what your choice of music is. Um, the innovation, the transformation at the centre of your business that you brought to the, to the industry and to, to, to funding British businesses, you said, how do you ensure that you're innovative every day and how will you ensure as you look at the future of Crowdcube that you will still be able to turn around and say, we didn't rest on our laurels? What are you doing about that to ensure that you have a fantastic future? Yeah, well, innovation is kind of in the DNA of Crowdcube. You know, it's you know, every day we're looking at how we can improve, how we can improve the experience for investors, improve the experience for on- entrepreneurs, how we can innovate and develop new products. You know, the launch of our new mini bond product, which allows um, people to lend to more established businesses like River Cottage, like Eden, like Chilango. Um, yeah, these are innovations that we've kind of taken on where we're trying to disrupt a new market. So basically, the message is you ain't going to stop. Watch no, out. not There's at all. More yeah, I, as I said earlier, you know, I've never been more passionate about Crowdcube than I am today after f- after four hard years of, of work. And I'm looking forward to the next four years because they're going to be super exciting. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff, Luke. Thank you so much for being my business shaper. Just before I let you go, as I said, what's your song choice and why have you chosen um, it? I, anything from Art, Art Blakey. I'm, I'm a massive fan. I think the tempo um, and the rhythm behind art is is fantastic. So, well, uh, we've given you, we've given you moaning from Art Blakey, and I reckon that's a pretty good one for you. It is. Here he is. Thank you so much.
That was Moaning from Art Blakey, the song choice of my business shaper today, Luke Lang. Down to Earth, a man interested in transformation and someone who is retaining his humility in spite of the fantastic success that Crowdcube is realising right now. Fantastic stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's next Saturday morning, 9am sharp, here on Jazz FM. In the meantime, though, stay with us, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.